0: After much deliberation, we've decided that we're going to only do this podcast in our public outreach voices
1: No, because we're
0: tired of all the vocal fry in the recordings. (laughs) So from now on, our podcast is going to be super obnoxious.
2: (laughs) So we're going to be talking about Aragon and his dragon, Sephira, for the next hour or so, and uh, we'll be talking a little bit about... Saphira's biology and Aragon's <laughs> relationship with his friend Murtag. Oh my god. So,
0: make sure you start <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> yeah, so jellyfish actually like aren't electric. They actually have venom. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown up biologists revisiting books from our teens. And it's totally cool. A fun thing is that this is the first time that I've done that intro without having it open in front of me. Whoa. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. Wow. It's only been 50 episodes. (laughs) <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, at least I can introduce myself also without a document in front of me. I'm can Sophie. You? <laughs> no, because I also besides my real name, which is Sophie, I also have a randomly generated fantasy name. I almost said YA name which uh-huh. I already messed Ella. up cuz <laughs> that's from the twilight era, which is <laughs> dead and gone. Uh-huh. We never talk about twilight now. <laughs> no, we can't never again (laughs) but yes anyway my randomly generated fantasy name for today is patella plant hands (laughs) (laughs) Yep, like your knee
2: oh my god that's so good that is a ya
0: name (laughs) yeah
2: yeah somewhere there's a book about a quirky teen girl named patella because her parents are both physicians yeah patella plant hands. Patella plant hands. Or I guess
0: it might be pronounced (laughs) plathans. I'm not quite sure. Planthans. (laughs) Yeah, no, whenever someone's like, wait, your last name is Plant Hands, and I'm like, it's pronounced (laughs) Plathans. (laughs) Plathans. Just to be like that. Yeah. That's my name. Who are you guys? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i can top that
1: one but my name is sam but today you can call me hansa flute oh. cast
2: flute
1: cast flute cast
0: some kind of mage name surely yeah uh-huh. surely yeah, yeah. or like yeah. a magic bard
1: yeah. yeah a magical bard with my flute wow and i have a flute I wouldn't trust oh to God. play it, but I have a do flute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I do. It's up here. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Secret <laughs> <super> board <laughs> of instruments.
1: <laughs> I've kept it because I just don't have it in me to give it away. Yeah. But it hasn't been cleaned in like fifteen years or something. Gross. So like mm-hmm. I would not it would not play an into note. But I yeah. have one.
0: One day. One day. Anyway, who's the last person on this podcast?
2: Oh, it's me. My name is Hannah, but for the purposes of today's podcast, you can call me. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you uh-huh. can call me West Fruit Seven Fruit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? West Fruit Seven Wait, Fruit. Are on. you part of yeah. West Club Seven?
0: What? I don't know. <laughs> Walk me through that one more time. <laughs> I don't know if I.
2: West uh-huh. Fruit Seven Fruit. <laughs> i didn't even have to click the button i opened the sheet and it was there and i was like done
0: done (laughs) There it's It's perfect
1: (laughs) wow that's a
0: perfect name what a good one just a lot of a lot of questions (laughs) unanswered by that name right there we're not gonna answer any of them nope (laughs) uh amazing well with those introductions out of the way let's Talk about the two chapters we read this week, which are two chapters of Aragon. Still. (laughs) We're still reading it. We're still reading Aragorn. Still going. It's still happening. And this week we read chapter 45 and 46. Take it away, Sam. (laughs)
1: Well, besides entering the Hatterick Desert and starting their journey to the Beor Mountains, our companions don't really accomplish much else in this chapter besides (laughs) a nasty sunburn. They spend a few days getting more irritable, but by the end of the chapter, the Bjora Mountains are near and everyone becomes slightly happier. Except maybe Sephira, because she seemed to really like the desert climate.
0: But yeah, they crossed the Hadarak Desert. That's what happened. Wow. Exciting. Wow. Exciting. Sam, you crushed every single allegation word in that Yeah, summary. you did. I'm, I'm so really proud, proud of
1: you. <laughs> Thank you. I had to think really hard about it <laughs> in my current
0: state all brain power being used right now. <laughs> 100% of your brain cells. Yes. <laughs> How to pronounce Hatterack. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Anyways, Hannah!
2: <laughs> Alright, my summary is like four times the length of Sam's, and now I feel self-conscious about it. But anyway, our heroes are now beyond <laughs> the borders of the Empire. As they take a moment to rest, Aragon finally realizes that in the same way he can touch Sephira's mind and like tried to touch Murtag's, He may be able to reach the elf, so he tries to contact her mentally. She attacks him and nearly overwhelms him, but backs (coughs) off a bit once Aragorn manages to tell her that he's a rider. Then she tells him that her name is Arya and she has been poisoned and has been maintaining her magical coma in order to slow the spread of the poison, but that she needs the antidote to the poison from the Varden within the next few days or she's going to die. Mm-hmm. Aragorn swears that he won't reveal the Varden's location, so Arya tells him how to find them, and then Aragorn like, backs out of her mind, explains what he's learned to Murtag and Sephira, and that the only way to get to the Varden in time is for Aragorn and Arya to fly on Sephira and leave the horses with Murtag. Murtag has an angry outburst about this. Aragorn reacts angrily to his anger, and they end up in a fistfight until Safira pins them down and refuses to let them up until they talk about their feelings with each other. Yeah. Right? <laughs> At which point, Murtag reiterates again that he cannot go to the Varden because of what they will assume and expect from him due to his great crime of being born. Before he can <laughs> explain what that means, however, Safira spots an army of Urgles again, and they have to scramble to get back on the run
0: a wild time.
2: Yeah. But before we talk about that, let's talk about this desert.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the good old desert. Good old desert. My favorite part is
2: there was a formatting error in my version of the ebook. My version of the physical book was fine. Uh-huh. So, the first sentence of the first chapter um is a vast expanse of dunes spread to the horizon, but in my ebook it says a vast expensive some spread to the horizon. (laughs) Oh my god.
0: Now I wanna see if mine does that. Oh no, mine doesn't. Damn. Anyway. A desert. A desert. The most important thing about this desert is that Safira loves it. Yeah. And you were gonna get into this. (laughs) Yeah. The first and most important thing. Yep. I
1: was reading it and I was like, oh, this is this is gonna be it. This is what this oh, yeah. is what the episode about. This is about. the whole episode,
2: yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what Safira says, she calls the desert a wondrous place and would stay there forever. And the way she describes it to Aragon is I feel as though I was made for this desert. It has the space I need, mountains where I could roost, and camouflage prey that I could spend days hunting, and the warmth cold does not disturb me but this heat makes me feel alive and full of energy and she's just like having the best time which is really cute and aragon is like exhausted and on the verge of passing out and he's like oh we should come back someday because it makes sephira so happy which is also very cute
0: (laughs) yeah yeah this is fun because like obviously it implies that the dragons are Perhaps originally from the desert Mm -hmm. of this continent, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess I'd sort of assumed they were more like mountain dwelling before. I don't know why. So did
2: I. Also, I don't know why. I feel like dragons in popular media are often either in caves or on mountaintops. Yeah. Probably just because it's super dramatic to have a dragon there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where I was getting that. This is exciting for me specifically because Uh the Mercedes Lackey dragon series Uh also has desert dragons. And it's sort of like the same implication as here that like, because there are goats or whatever, (laughs) something they can eat, gazelles, (laughs) Gazelles? the gazelles were like in the mountains. Oh, true. She implies that there's prey here that she can eat. And I guess, like, oryx live in deserts yeah, and stuff like that. You know, Pambles? various <laughs> ungulates. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's like the same. That was the same same situation in the Mercedes Lackey books.
2: I wonder if Paolini has read any Mercedes Lackey books.
0: Yeah, now I want to look at what year those books came out. Just super quick. I mean, he might have. Maybe Paolini's a big Mercedes Lackey fanboy. Oh I hope so. Oh my god. Whoa! Did Joust come out the same year as Aragon? (laughs) Whoa! 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 They thought it up at the exact same time. Yeah, they both came out in 2003.
2: I guess it's not a huge stretch to imagine that reptiles might live where it's warm.
0: Yeah, I would think like large reptiles. I would think like Komodo dragons in the tropical sort of yeah areas but i guess with wings you kind of gotta be in a big open (laughs) plane
2: right yeah like she wouldn't especially if she's probably not as huge as i calculated but still (laughs) huge like she needs a lot of space yeah like you can't live in a forest
1: but wouldn't that have made them like easier like hunting prey from like humans especially if they were just like present in the big open deserts i guess there's not a lot of humans there
2: yeah, the humans were colonizers and the dragons are true. like an indigenous species and they are apex predators, right? Yeah, that's true.
1: That's a good point.
2: Yeah, a lot of the time. Well, I guess depending on your niche, but you don't need to be like that stealthy if you're an apex predator sometimes. <laughs> that's true.
1: I was more thinking, I guess, from a Galbatorx Conqueror perspective, I'm like, wouldn't that make it easier for him to like get them? But then I was like, oh, yeah he did he did (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) and then i was like oh yeah okay this then as i was saying it anyways yes
0: (laughs) there are only like two dragons there are only yes locally extinct (laughs) i also imagine that the dragons probably like evolved in the desert but i bet they moved all over you know because they they got into did they get into like a war with the dwarves or the dwarves just like weren't anything i don't remember if they
2: were in a war with the elves and they are like historically they don't get along with dwarves but i can't remember if they were like actively warring against each other right
0: so i imagine that like at some point they moved into a place where they would have right because i can't imagine elves living in a desert not in this cookie cutter fantasy realm (laughs) yeah Yeah, not these elves (laughs) for sure
2: they're we definitely the forest elves. land yeah yes, these elves but...
0: definitely live
2: like in dew or something yeah. oh yeah like the big forest at the top of the map big
0: mysterious forest yes, yes. <laughs> the murkwood um the <laughs> but eventually they probably branched out into other places yeah. the dwarves are probably in the mountains right so yeah yeah again stereotypical yeah, oh, yeah, right?
2: Yeah. And that would make sense if the dragons and the dwarves are like historic enemies, that they would live in bordering territories.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And maybe the dragons wanted to expand into the mountains and the, dro- or the dwarves were like, no, get away.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Or something. Or vice versa. Yeah.
2: Could have been either direction. I feel like dragons live like in the sky a lot of the time and dwarves live below the ground a lot of the time so i don't even know why they would have that much conflict like they occupy totally different niches
0: honestly i would believe the dragons just eating the dwarves might be a problem
2: (laughs) yeah if pelini didn't want to go that like intense with although he's gone pretty intense with this children's book like eating the dwarves animals right the dwarves might have farms and dragons would probably like to eat cows or whatever
1: He might also be playing on the trope that uh, dwarves have lots of treasure and gems and stuff from Mm. their mining, Mm. and that dragons typically like to like treasure, especially Smog in The Hobbit is a perfect example. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that could have been, but we don't really, I think, have any evidence that these dragons are very, like, treasure hungry, so I'm not sure. But
0: it could be. Yeah.
2: Could Could be. be. It could be a lot of things. We don't have any information yet.
0: Many of them. But it's fun to think about. It is fun. Fun to speculate.
2: Yeah. It's also interesting that Safira mentions that cold does not disturb her, but the heat makes her feel alive and full of energy. Like she's clearly not like an ectotherm, like most modern reptiles, where they can't regulate their own body heat and all of their, or they are the same temperature as their environment. But she's also not. Entirely an endotherm or like warm blooded, yeah,
0: yeah, she's kind
2: of part way between, like maybe a shark or a tuna.
0: I'm wondering if it's just that, like, her comfortable temperature is higher, yeah, even among like people, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like I die in Florida weather, <laughs> yes, but other people really like Florida weather. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and we've definitely not gotten in arguments over whether it's better to be too hot or too cold.
0: (laughs) Yeah, of course not. It's not almost ended various aspects of our friendship. (laughs) Mm -mm. Wait, actually? No. (laughs) I think Hannah has the opposite opinion. Of us? Where we would prefer to be cold? I cannot stand being
1: cold. No, I would prefer to work in cold climates because it's easier to layer. Because when I worked in Florida... I literally could not take any more clothes oh off without breaking a law. So
0: I couldn't even get in the water to cool down. No, the because water the water was hot. a bath. It sucked.
2: <laughs> I haven't been to Florida, so I guess I'm a little biased. But like I have been in class at school wearing my full like winter outdoor gear inside because I was so cold and still being cold and having people want to like open the doors because they were too warm. And just, like, losing my mind because it was like, I'm going to freeze. Like, I can't even think I'm so cold and I'm inside.
0: (laughs) Anyway, distracted. A fun addition to this, I mean, I'm assuming it was to build on the desert thing, is Aragon does his, like, cool draw water out of the earth to make a little oasis for everyone to drink from. And he notes specifically that the horses drink gallons of water. But Sephira yeah. only takes like two gulps or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I personally, after the revelation that she likes deserts, took that as being like, oh, she's not dehydrated yet. You know, like she has yeah. a very efficient yes. internal system for maintaining hydration. Yeah. Which tracks. I that,
2: It was a really nice detail for
1: sure.
0: Yeah. It's a show yeah. not tell. Yeah. Right. Oh, I love
1: that. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> it was a good moment. it was a good moment.
2: I also in that moment liked that Aragon was able to do it and was like able to pull up a bunch of water, but did note that like it got harder and harder, the more water he needed to pull up, and he had like a hard time holding it at the surface. Yeah. I just thought that was a really interesting, I guess study of his abilities that he's like capable of doing this like reasonably complex magic now but like it's still taxing and obviously it's different than how it was when he tried to do it the first time in the forest overall i thought that was a really good scene
0: yeah because it still like shows that there are limits to what he can Mm -hmm. do you know
2: yeah he hasn't just learned magic and become the best at it yeah which
0: i like yeah it's cool also it did also make me mad though because he just like essentially relegated this whole region to death. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: There is that. He implies that he just like pulls all the water out for them to drink and then he's like, well, there's none left. There's none left. <laughs> it's like, cool. Yeah.
2: It's like, all right, Good well, job.
0: That's uh, fine, I guess. Hope it rains, I guess. <laughs> still a good time even though Murtag and Aragon are both pissed off the whole the entirety of these two chapters. Yeah.
2: So Safira so loves the other. desert and they clearly don't
0: thrive in the heat. <laughs> if I had traveled 35 leagues and then had to keep traveling through a desert, I would also be pissed off. Yeah.
1: Can you imagine traveling through a desert without sunblock? Oh, oh my, my god. god, yeah. Like I have Brazilian skin and I would still like no, like that is oh not okay. They had no cover either. Like as they're riding yeah. on their horses, like they would be burnt to a crisp. Granted, Allegasia probably has a better atmosphere, ozone layer, yeah. whatever than Earth <laughs> currently does. So maybe it's not that bad, but
0: it would still be bad. They probably yeah. both have like tans, you know, just from yeah, like, living. Yeah, because they're the always world. outside. Yeah, but like still, it was
1: it five days or something or. Yeah, it only takes
2: them two days to cross the desert. But okay, still.
1: that's not as bad, but still two days in straight sun. Oh my god. Yeah. I was underwater today and in the sun for like maybe only an hour and I my cheeks are sunburned. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was tree planting one summer and we had like our the first sunny day. And I didn't wear sunscreen because I forgot that when it's still freezing cold outside, you can yeah. still get a yep. sunburn. And I legit, down both my arms, had a second degree burn. Like, yeah, it was I believe it. the worst sunburn I've ever had. And I can't even imagine yeah. doing that through the desert. <laughs> yep. yep. You can really hurt yourself.
1: That's you what can. I'm like. I get that Aragon could probably heal them. And maybe he did, and it just wasn't mentioned. (laughs) I did just realize that, too. I was like, oh, he could have, I guess, healed them. But, like, that still would have sucked significantly. I just, I hate
0: sunburns so much. If only he could learn, like, a sunblock spell. Right? (laughs) That'd
2: be (laughs) cool. Well, he he knows the words for, like, blocking, and he knows the word for it. was it the Morning Star, which might be the yeah, sun? Yeah, that could be. So maybe sun. he could.
0: Yeah, maybe. I think he could just say Brisinger. <laughs> he could
2: just Brisinger, yeah.
0: <laughs> For as Zinger. long as his will was strong yeah. enough. <laughs> uh.
2: So yeah. Summary: Murtig is extremely cranky, and I don't blame him.
0: Yeah,
1: I oh my god. would be just as cranky. Oh my god, I would be so
0: unbearable <laughs> and he like takes it out on aragon which i also would do <laughs> oh, oh same. for sure yeah in a heartbeat yeah like part of it is that he's super pissed at aragon and one of the things he says is like well i can't go back or whatever like yeah they know who i am because of you not being able to escape on your own and it's like Do they know who you are? You were wearing a fake beard. It was disguised. Yeah. Yeah. I think of all of them, Murtag is the only one who conceivably could just be like, I'ma pretend to not be with you. (laughs) Bye.
1: Yep.
2: He got seen by someone who he knew personally though, in one of the towns. Oh right. But still, like that depends on that person then telling the Empire. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that argument later. (laughs) So they're all extremely b, except for Safira, who is having a good old time. The elf is still unconscious. Yep. Then they see the mountains on the other side of the desert.
0: A purple
1: crag.
2: A purple crag.
1: I have no idea what a crag is. It's like
2: a big rock. Aragon is like, wow. It's weird that the sky is white above these hills. (laughs) Yeah. And then he realizes that, no, it's actually a humongous mountain covered in ice and snow. <laughs> which,
0: isn't that what the spine would have looked like? Well, the spine must not be that tall, right? I guess not. And I guess the only mountains I've seen are the Rocky Mountains, which I thought were pretty big. But the way Aragorn's like, describing these is that he has to like crane his head back. to see the top but they're still like really far away from them like they're still two days of travel away i don't think they can like physically be that big (laughs) like like i was like to crane your head back when you're still two days away
2: i mean to be fair he was craning his head back looking for the peaks and couldn't find the peaks because they were like they blended into the sky so he probably was just looking way too high oh, up. Oh, way
0: too high up. Okay, that, but that <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, but I was like curving. The mountains are just like curving through the sky over you. <laughs> yep. Like, hmm. I don't... I think you're seeing a weird desert mirage.
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's a combination of weird desert mirage and these mountains are actually just way bigger than the spine. I was imagining yeah. like these mountains being like Himalayan scale and the spine being sort of like the Appalachian Mountains which are big but really worn down
0: yeah so it's a totally
2: different kind of landscape and elevation but I don't know if that's accurate or not
0: I mean that sounds right
2: (laughs) I feel like it's at least a good mental image to start with
0: yeah yeah
2: and Safira says wow I feel like a hatchling again and I was like oh you mean like six months ago (laughs) your <laughs> vast and long lifetime six months yeah. ago
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's been so long since i felt like a hatchling <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's been five months <sighs>
0: dang yeah pretty cool can't wait to see these mountains yeah i guess we did see them <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, true
2: <laughs> we'll be getting into them next chapters though probably yeah.
0: Yeah, right. Right before they have this moment with the mountains, Aragon and Sephira are talking about the elf. Oh yeah, because she's still like passed out. And I just, it was just a small thing, as with <laughs> every detail we hyper focus on <laughs> for this podcast. But they're just like he says, like he and Sephira were talking about healing, but they just both, they both didn't know enough about it to like figure out what was wrong with her. <laughs> and I'm like. You have a magic spell that you just say heal. Like I don't think you need to know a lot about like what's wrong. (laughs) Like, does he have to focus on the detail in his head? Maybe it's again with the
2: intention thing. Like maybe he needs to direct the spell to heal something in particular.
0: I guess. I guess that would track for why he couldn't heal Brahm. Like he just I doubt Aragon knows what a human's insides look like. (laughs) Yeah, right. Although he might. I'd, he might.
2: He might. Like, I wouldn't be that surprised.
0: Maybe maybe that's why in the last chapter or whenever he threatened to, like, murder that guy yeah. with some rock <laughs> in his belly because he didn't think there was anything important in there. <laughs> that would make sense. It's just a big bag that all your food it's just goes into. a big into. bag. I yeah. don't know.
2: There's a heart somewhere. <laughs> it gurgles when you're hungry. That's what yeah. I know about it. <laughs> anyway <laughs> yep i guess it is a good thing for this chapter that they are doing their stupid suspension act with tying the elf to safira's belly because at least she won't get as sunburned in
1: yeah, there. i also thought point. of that the only one actually <laughs> protected yep maybe they were somewhat onto something with
0: that stupid idea but not for the reasons they think no, <laughs> no. not at all
2: Although I bet Murtag was on his horse being extremely cranky looking at the elf and being like, God, I want uh, to be up
0: there it. in the stupid yeah. elf. <laughs> yeah. Put her on the horse. Yeah, So like, can we trade? Yeah.
2: I'm gonna take a nap hanging in the shade of Safira's belly. Yeah,
0: just rocked <laughs> like a little baby.
2: Oh, man. I fall asleep so fast when I'm on a boat with, like, the engine going because you have that, like, low-frequency white noise and boats are, like, moving around and kind of rocking back and forth. Mm -hmm. I feel like flying on a dragon would put me to sleep instantly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) I feel like it would depend how much actual flapping they're doing. Yeah. Like gliding, maybe, but...
2: Well, yeah, Yeah. it would depend on how you were, like, seated upon a dragon. In a cool hammock, I think. If I was just, like, in a hammock under a dragon and there was just, like, the wind and flapping noises... And it was warm because we were in the desert, and I was just yeah. like swinging back and forth. I would be unconscious so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep for 10 hours. <laughs> that'd be pretty chill. That actually sounds pretty sweet. I'm a yeah. little envious now. Except for all the horrible cuts you'd get. <laughs> yeah. But if we if you did it with a hammock. Yeah. A
0: dragon hammock. A dragon, a dragon hammock. hammock. That'd be pretty I want sweet. it. Yeah. Kickstart it. Kickstarter.
2: Dragon hammock. Yep coming soon. Coming soon to a theater near you.
0: Yep. Anyway, yep. want to talk about the next chapter?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the end of this one, they reached the end of the desert, which I think in our predictions for this episode. Yeah. We
0: were
2: like, I bet they cross the whole desert in this one chapter even though that would be dumb. And uh we were right.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think our prediction was and that's probably not going to be a very exciting chapter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't super exciting. I mean, we got some good Sephira cannon flesh down.
2: <laughs> yeah, some good Sephira flesh. No. <laughs> oh, wait, before we move on, should we talk about the herds of gazelles? I mean, sure. there's not much to say about them. I just, as I mentioned in our last episode, episode, oh my God, I'm so Nova Scotian. Um, yep. I, <laughs> I have been trying to figure out Oh, yeah. What continent this is set in. And I was like, aha, gazelle. Like, that's a very specific word to use for, like, plains animals. So I looked up where gazelles live. And currently, our two, like, warring potential locations are North America or Europe. Yeah. And gazelles are antelopes that live in Africa through the Middle East and into India. So, oh, cool. <laughs> neither <laughs> so... place. <laughs>
0: eastern super eastern europe and then the desert is (laughs) it's africa fun
2: yeah aragon is set somewhere that is similar to either north america europe asia or africa yeah cool so that's good to know
0: (laughs) i mean i guess like the desert in theory right it could just be a condensed That the Empire area is Europe. Yeah. And then the desert is supposed to be, like, the Middle East area. Yeah. Right? I believe that. Or Northern Africa. Yeah.
2: Or it's a fantasy world and he's just smooshing a bunch of elements together, but that's less fun than trying to (laughs) micromanage everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, in this fantasy world, an animal like a gazelle just evolved in the same niche. (laughs) Imagine. What? what a weird situation that would be <laughs> Unpossible <laughs> that a gazelle could look like a gazelle i don't know where that sentence started or ended i just sort of was saying it <laughs>
2: and I, I was really I curious to see where it was gonna end i
0: think i was trying to say amazing that an ungulate would look like a gazelle when uh. in my opinion Every ungulate kind of looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> That's my hot take.
2: Yeah. Should we talk about the extremely surprising fact that neither of these chapters <gasps> begins with waking up? Yeah. And I don't think either of them oh. ends with falling asleep either.
0: Yeah. I wrote that. My first yeah, note I was for shocked. chapter two. <laughs>
1: like,
2: they. I mean, we can't get too excited because they do fall asleep and wake up within the chapters. Yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. it's not at the end.
0: It's not at the beginning or the end. It's wild.
1: Yeah. yeah. Character development. Character <laughs> development. Pellini Christopher is growing Pellini, as a man. Character development. <laughs> Author development.
0: <laughs> he went to a workshop halfway through writing this yeah. book. <laughs> Someone was like, hey, I loved your manuscript. About yeah. halfway through, you have to stop making them <laughs> go to bed and waking up.
1: I'm pretty sure it must have been his grade nine English teacher. Uh-huh.
0: That's all. Maybe his, maybe his parents, the publishers. That yeah. too. That too. We do have to remember that Christopher Paolini was 21 by the time this book was done. Oh, was he really? Was I he? I forgot about that.
1: Yeah. Like when, oh, the like the version that we're reading was published when he was 21?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's less impressive than it being when he was 15. Although still 21-year-olds are still kind
1: of mm-hmm. dumb. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've read some books by young authors. They're, they're not all bad. Some people got it. I remember, like, when I
2: was in my, like, late teens talking with people and being like, man, why aren't there... More books like written by teens, like we're the ones who understand teens. Yeah, it's like, yeah. But why. have you read things written by teens? Yeah. yeah,
0: I think you just literally have to have read enough books. Yeah, and you can't yeah. get to that sheer number. <laughs> yeah, by <laughs> by age thirteen. No, I've also decided that while the first chapters annoyed me, I'm I'm coming around on Aragon. Oh, yeah? The last Welcome. couple chapters have been pretty good. Right? I'll give it that.
2: <laughs> now that we're 67% of the way through yeah. the book, it's starting to pick up.
0: <laughs> I don't want to say it has anything to do with the fact that Bram died. <laughs> but <laughs> it oh might have to do with that because, listen, <laughs> uh huh. the last couple chapters have been pretty good. They have been pretty good.
2: Aragon's finally had to, like, strike out on his own without his... Yeah!
0: Honestly, Grumpy. this could just be I'm that I'm an ancient 30 year old and yeah. I'm annoyed by <laughs> children acting like children.
2: Yeah. There is that, huh?
0: There is that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, now that Aragon's like a uh, adult, he's an adult. Now he's not 16. He's 16. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not an adult. Anyway.
2: Anyway, he, no, he's an adult, but now he's also outside of the empire. For the first time, he's outside time of in his the life. empire. He Congratulations. is.
0: Congratulations, Aragon. Good wow. job, buddy.
2: He wow. says it's bittersweet. For the cost had been the loss of his entire world. Wow. Because, I mean, sad. people keep dying around yeah. him, which is people just people do
0: keep dying. <laughs> the worst uh, odds preemptively... on Murtag surviving this. Yeah, book. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm gonna pour one out for Murtag preemptively. Yeah. yeah and her, the elf, oh, man. And the yeah. elf, she's gonna die for sure. Uh, (laughs) At the beginning of this chapter I literally have no comments about it further but Safira is humming Yeah (laughs) Oh yeah So I just have to once again bring up (laughs) Crocodilians (laughs) Oh no Probably a similar sound (laughs) Ooh Interesting We know how we feel about this sound because like humming implies that you have vocal control it does yeah. but like Safira doesn't i believe the sounds we've heard so far are bugling and crowing yeah i think she also now humming at one point point. and sometimes
2: she roars and growls
0: yes yeah so i'm assuming by humming it's not like a song it's probably just like monotone yeah but still but still it's fun. What purpose like could purring serve? <laughs> yeah, purring? Purring? She's doing it because she's pleased, you know? Yeah, so maybe, maybe she's it's purring. Just like a happy noise. A
2: lot of animals, especially animals that live with people, like, I mean, I know she's not domesticated, but she clearly has some kind of like co evolution with the elves going on. Yeah. A lot of domesticated animals will have verbal cues for when they're pleased. Yeah, because humans are really not great at picking up on the body language of other species. (laughs) Exactly, like my cat meowing at me. Yeah, or even like I used to have rats, which people don't think of as like good pets for some reason because they're all wrong. But rats were like
0: was a good pet.
2: (laughs) Violet specifically, no. (laughs) The rest of them. (laughs) Except, okay, four out of the six were delightful.
0: (laughs) I was going (laughs) to say, at least two of them, whenever I babysat them, you were like, do not go near them.
2: Yeah, don't touch that one. This one is fine unless she gets anywhere near your face and then she will try to rip it off. It's fine. Um, But when rats are pleased, they, like, chitter their teeth together. They, like, grind their teeth really, really quickly. So they make, like, an audible noise to let you know that they're happy. I love that. Me too.
0: I miss <laughs> Me rats. Me too. Aww. They're such
2: good pets when they're not Violet specifically.
0: Yeah. Violet <laughs> was fine. Yeah. I I just yeah. love the idea of Safira humming. Yeah. It's cute. Although in like a four-story dragon, <laughs> it's probably I mean, like... Probably a little alarming. Really
2: the sand involved. was probably all like vibrating.
0: Yeah. You like lie down next to her and then all of a sudden you just hear like... <laughs> it's like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> like a flying down next to a subwoofer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I'm <laughs> imagining like when you're I, this is a very specific, but if you're ever like sitting above on the ground above where the subway goes, yeah, there was a park in Toronto near where I lived. That the subway ran under the park, and if you were sitting in the right spot, you could just feel the subway go by.
1: Oh. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, that's
0: probably what it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, was I like... remember
1: that. Uh-huh.
2: Or like the summer I lived behind uh, an IMAX theater, the year oh. the Dark Knight Rises come- came out. Oh, no. And I was like, it's weird that there's a distant thunderstorm every afternoon at 2 p.m. (laughs) And then a week later, I was like, wait a second. (laughs) I can just hear the movie through the wall across the street and into the house I'm living in. (laughs) So, yeah, like that.
0: Yeah. You know what all this sounds like? It sounds like American Alligator, (laughs) Bella. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, (laughs) times 10. Yeah. Yeah, even
2: deeper extremely deep animal noises are my favorite have i mentioned mm. this before
0: let me guess <laughs> hey have you ever thought about maybe listening to whale songs <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: songs i avoid specifically because they're humpbacks and humpbacks are a nightmare when you're trying to listen to any other kind of whale i sure, believe that the humpback does whatever it wants to yeah. every other whale is like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go whoop or i'm gonna go oom and humpbacks are like boop boop, and
0: they're so <laughs> annoying.
1: Uh, <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't remember. I have lost track humming. completely.
0: We were talking humming. about Sephira humming. but that's humming. Neither here nor there. <laughs> I like the idea that it's specifically to interact with humans and elves. I also like that. I like that a lot. Big fan.
2: Speaking of elves, <laughs> uh oh. <laughs>
0: Uh uh-huh the
1: elf should we talk about the elf the elf
0: who has now a name the elf she has a name sorry right we have we've had like seven sentences from her and I already feel like she's exactly the kind of character that Sam will like yeah did anyone else get that vibe yeah (laughs) (laughs) punch first (laughs) ask questions later
1: Uh uh-huh oh true
0: yes yeah really good at uh Lady. Super bad ass, takes no shit.
1: <laughs> I I need uh-huh. to I need to see I need to see more. I may also just need to reread this chapter when I haven't been diving all day.
0: <laughs> no, that's um, fair
1: to fully appreciate her. But uh, she's chill. She's chill. She, she's well, distinctly she's not, not chill. chill. <laughs> she's the well, opposite of chill. That's true. I meant more like she seems like <laughs> a Sam's chill person. Standards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't agree
0: <laughs> yeah she's explicitly not chill because aragon yes. tries to talk to her and she immediately tries to kill him <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. i mean that's chill <laughs> that's that's yeah i guess of chill. you
2: would appreciate that
1: <laughs> yeah i mean yeah if someone tried to like enter my brain space while i'm trying to fight off a poison i would also be like get the f out yeah. Yeah.
2: No, it's a, a totally valid response.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, not even get the f- out. Just die instantly. Just yeah. die. Yeah. <laughs> like in her defense though, her last memory is being captured, and though she seemed to have some knowledge of what was going around going on around her, it's totally fair to think that whoever was trying to get into her head is an enemy. So yeah, I don't blame sure. her
0: at all. I imagine no. that the shade or Galbatorix or whoever had her was probably trying the same thing you know
1: oh yeah and she was probably putting up that full fight too and she's probably able to do it better being like on the antidote or whatever but without it she's also probably a bit weaker so
0: oh i guess she didn't pass out until yeah she did see aragon but still yeah but still
1: but she wouldn't have known yeah she
2: wouldn't have known who he was Yeah. yeah and
1: like he could have just been another enemy, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone against Galvatorix, but still not with the Varden or something. Like, you just... I I don't blame her, is my whole point. <laughs> I think she did yes. the right thing. You would yeah. sympathize with her. Um, yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would have done
0: the same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting because, yeah, like Hannah said at the beginning, it's revealed that she's in this, like, catatonic state to try and keep her body in stasis while a poison yeah is in her a super rare poison which is a different super rare poison than the poison we learned about earlier in the book even though Uh it would have been super easy to be like and here's a callback (laughs) right yeah
1: no callbacks
0: oh what what's this poison called the skill oh is sam supposed to say it
1: Uh, either of you (laughs) Oh no. Yeah, um, yeah uh, Sam. <laughs> What's York. the poison called? <laughs> uh, Skilna Brag. Hell yeah. Yeah. Crushed probably... it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Good probably.
0: Job. It's a made up language. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I would have
2: said also. <laughs> yeah. It
0: sounded Nordic. Yeah. It seems, yeah, vaguely
2: like Celtic. I think well, it's that's just the GH. Old that's doing Norse it for me. is
0: one of the languages. So, love that. Made allegation language yeah 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 and uh th- kind of wild that they poison her every morning every day. day yeah night and then give her the antidote in the next morning and then do it again every single yeah. day that's
2: yeah, horrible. it's stupid <laughs> yeah like it's what? another thing in this book that feels extremely contrived Solely for the purpose of moving the plot and not because there's logic behind it. Yep.
0: Uh, it just seems very complicated.
2: Yeah. She could even have been like, oh, they poisoned me and we're withholding the antidote and I can only last for so long. Yeah. And then that would have been fine. But like over complicating it.
0: Yeah. Makes it an- a little yeah. less believable. I honestly feel like even just saying that like she has been through so much. Yeah that magic isn't going to help or something because, like... Yeah. I feel like there could have been something about how, because elves are magical, whatever they were doing, like, couldn't be fixed with magic. And that's why they would have to go to the Varden. Yeah. Or, like, because the
2: elves are magic, using the magic-suppressing drug on them maybe has, like, a disproportionate... Oh, yeah. ...effect on them compared to the way it affected Aragorn. And maybe, like, she needs a specific magical potion or whatever to recover from the effects of having her magic stripped from her as like an innately magical being
0: yeah like there
2: there were other ways to have done this that were less ridiculous i I even would have
0: just liked if they'd done a callback to the other poison yeah Yeah, anyway for sure i mean unless this poison shows up again in later books then i'll be like oh chill it's a callback it's a callback to this thing instead anyway yeah (laughs) Um, yeah. It's fine. It's a reason for them to go to the Varden. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just putting
2: like a, a reason for a time limit and a further strain on Murtag's patience. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Murtag. Yeah. Poor, Poor Mur-tag.
0: Murtag. Just trying to live his life.
2: I'm so glad we finally got her name because I keep almost saying it, but I didn't want to <laughs>
1: spoil it. <laughs> oh, you did good. Yeah, congratulations. It's the only
2: secret I've managed to keep. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Arya. I love that because she's an elf, they converse in the ancient language. And Aragorn has like a few thoughts on the ancient language. The first, which I thought was hilarious, was he says I am a writer and friend in the ancient language, and the ancient language precludes the ability to lie. So if he can say that, then it means it must be true, which is what convinces the elf to like give him a chance but then he's like oh you know I think that I'm her friend but she might not think of me as a friend and the ancient language does have its limitations I'm like well I mean any language (laughs) has that same limitation yeah (laughs) yeah like I could tell anybody that I'm their friend and it could or could not be true
1: (laughs) yeah it's called lying (laughs) yeah and like
2: even if you're telling the truth it still might not be the truth from their perspective. It's like, yeah, this yeah. is just a universal thing. It's not specific yeah. to the ancient language. Yeah, but then he talks about how he only knows scattered words in the ancient language. He has to like try to put them together. But then what he says with his like scattered knowledge of the ancient language is, "I was imprisoned in Gilead like you, but I escaped and rescued you. In the five days since then, we've crossed the edge of the Hatterack Desert and are now camped by the Beor Mountains. You've not stirred nor said a word in all that time." It was like I speak scattered French. I would not be able to put together that many cohesive sentences <laughs> in French. Like what the
0: heck? Yeah, it would all be the wrong <sighs> tense. The wrong tense. Yeah. Probably you would the wrong word. forget the word for desert, so you'd have to say like the dry land with the no trees.
2: <laughs> yeah. With the no trees. And now by the BR mountains we are sitting <laughs>
0: like yeah. <laughs>
2: You've not stirred nor said a word? Like, no. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess the implication is, like, like it says he managed to convey, which makes me think that that's just, like, this is the idea of what he said, you know? But, anyway.
2: Yeah, I think I was just salty because I've been embarrassed lately about how little French I speak.
0: And Aragon's Aww. like,
2: mm, I just started learning this language. I'm not very good at it. Here is a
1: full sentence.
0: I'm like, ah. Here are... I'm very coherent in it. But they
1: have magic. (laughs) He
0: has magic helping him.
2: Helping him. Does he know translation magic?
0: Maybe. He must to pick it
1: up like that fast. Yeah, right. He also learned to read at
0: like a very fast time. So the wild implication with this, though, (laughs) is that Sephira is born knowing English. (laughs) That's true. Or Roman or whatever.
2: Hmm. You know? Yeah. Or maybe she has translation magic.
1: Maybe he's been conversing with her in the ancient language this whole time and they just never <laughs> realized it because it was just <laughs> like second nature because they immediately yeah. bonded. And then yeah. like Aragon just immediately knew the ancient language.
0: I'd buy that. Or I guess she didn't talk right away, right?
2: No, it took her I mean it took her a couple days to start speaking.
0: I wonder if it's, like, sh- once they mentally bond, she, like, picks up the language from yeah. the mind that she is bonded yeah. to. I believe yeah. that. That makes more sense. Yeah. like, Whoa.
2: In the Temeraire books, uh-huh. Temeraire learns, like, language inside his egg. So he speaks Chinese Aww. because he's a Chinese dragon, even though he's never been to China as a... Post fetal <laughs>
0: dragon. Yeah. Aww. Like a little fairy wren. Yeah, exactly. Fairy wren's learn their song through the egg. Yeah.
2: Cute. So, yeah, maybe Safira learns some language in her egg. I love that. I also but love that. But probably
0: it. still only after bonding with Aragon.
2: Yeah. I really like the idea that she is able to kind of, like, pick the language out of his mind in a way. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Fun idea.
0: Fun idea. Yeah, so she's poisoned and now they have to go to the Varden and Ortag's mm-hmm. mad about it. Yep. <laughs> and so he punches Aragon in the face. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's how you
1: handle things as a man. This is how
0: we handle our feelings. Punch yep. about it. <laughs> oh my god, I had a... <laughs> Actually,
2: (laughs) I spent, like, two hours in the car with my dad a few weeks ago, and for some reason, most of the drive was him talking about how where he grew up, it was super common for people to fight with each other, and then you would just make up afterwards, and as soon as you, like, punched it out, everything was fine, but that, like, the girls were way more vicious about it because they wouldn't fight it out right away, and then when they finally did get to the point of fighting, it was, like, extra aggressive. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently, punching out your feelings is, like, a totally valid
1: way to do it.
0: Awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that works for him. <laughs> I know. I, I don't get it, but he, yeah.
2: seemed, he seemed pretty uh, pretty on board with the virtues of conflict as conflict resolution. <laughs> yeah.
0: What I like about this specific part of the scene is that I know we're going to get the reveal that makes this unacceptable later, but, <laughs> like, <laughs> Murtag is, like, very chill before he talks to the elf like he it seems like they've both kind of chilled a little bit uh-huh. after seeing the beautiful mountains or whatever and not being in the desert <laughs> anymore uh-huh but then uh aragon talks to the elf and then literally right after talking to the elf he explains to Murtag that the elf he has to take the elf to the varden it's super important and then Murtag gets pissed again and so it yeah. does sort of read like Murtag's jealous. It does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And, no, then it... <laughs> and then they fight about it. And then they fight about it. because He's like, you care more about this girl than me. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: Aww. He says things to Aragorn specifically to hurt Aragorn's feelings, which is yeah. something that you do when, like, someone you care a lot about hurts you. You're like, I'm going to
1: hurt you back. <laughs> exactly. I'm <And> just saying. <laughs> I know we've implied that they are somehow related. Does Murtag know that? Or is he also just as out of it as Aragon? I don't remember. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> this would also explain why he got so upset. But it could just be the bromance, you know? <laughs> is yeah, it, that it could
0: just that be that they're related. They're we can have this spoiler. Do we find it in this book? I don't know if it's in
2: this book or the next one, but they are oh. related.
1: Okay. Well, I that was a pretty obvious thing that we spoiled when I said the fan fiction thing and Hannah was like, Nope, nope, nope. Nope, <laughs> yeah.
0: nope, 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 no. no, no.
1: So then I it didn't turns feel out. bad asking that.
0: Yeah. We're not gonna do wasn't that the Cassandra Clare thing? Yeah, like, we're not gonna do the Cassandra yes, Clare thing. We're related. Yes. We're but. not doing that. And by us I mean Christopher Palini's not doing that. <laughs> no. But we're implying it.
2: She um, certainly is kind of doing it. He's kind of Surely acting. Certainly not like on purpose. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Murtig is definitely jealous of this elf and upset that Aragon is leaving him.
0: Yeah. And then Safira is like, we're going to talk it out. Equally using violence to solve the problem. <laughs> Before we get to that. On the- oh, yeah. Go.
2: Can we say that the thing that, like, Myrteg says to hurt Aragon's feeling is that. Aragon is so totally helpless it forces everyone around him to take care of him. And Aww. that like Murtag hasn't really had a choice in like helping Aragon because if he didn't, Aragon would die. <laughs> it was like, oh that's yeah. so harsh and like so accurate.
0: So brutal, but
2: also true. Also true. <laughs> which is part of why Aragon reacts so aggressively because he knows it's true and he's embarrassed. Yep. And then Sophia does her thing.
0: Yeah. Sphera knocks them both over, pins them down, and is like, talk about your feelings. So they huh. do.
2: <laughs> pins them down with her taloned paws. Oh, God. <laughs> which is yep. such a, an odd combination of words. You don't yeah, think of talon paw. and paw as like compatible
0: body parts. But I guess but they
2: are. Do you think Sphera's
0: paws have toe beans? <laughs> toe beans! Toe beans
1: yeah i do i want to live in the universe where safira has toe beans
2: safira definitely has toe beans i mean cats have really long claws and toe beans so yeah yes
0: she might have those like squishy dinosaur feet like they they probably had like padded yeah
2: so like elephants yeah i bet safira has cute feet uh Subscribe to our OnlyFans nope. to see Sofia's feet pics. Oh <laughs> no, no,
0: yeah, Super I hate G, that. They're, they're three feet
2: long. Three feet long. They have gigantic talons
0: that are serrated. Serrated I don't talons. like That, that she pinned <laughs> two humans down with.
2: Yeah, both of them still have all their limbs intact at the end, so that's good. Lucky that's
0: for good. them. Yeah, I don't like this. Um, yeah, and we get some Murtag backstory being uh-huh. like whatever his background is means that the Varden, no matter what, would never welcome him or trust him, which yeah. is ominous and definitely means one or both of his parents. I almost said one or both of his parents are galbatorix. <laughs> both yes. of them. Both of them.
2: <laughs> galbatorix are reproduced by Parthenogenesis.
0: <laughs> by asexual uh-huh. budding. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But he almost reveals who his father yeah. is or why his father is so untrustworthy. Yeah. Which... Of course, is interrupted. <laughs>
2: yes, yeah, so the classic. You see, my father. Look, it's like God, well, look up, over Sibira. there.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, like two seconds. <laughs> wait. Oh, you can. You have time to finish the sentence, Shirley. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, Marte is like
2: so upset about this. Like he is almost crying. Which I guess is like understandable when he's like, whatever his circumstances, he has no control over it, but it's bad enough to make this entire group of people hate him just for existing. Like, that's yeah. a bummer. He takes it pretty hard.
0: It's pretty intense.
2: Yeah. Murtag sad boy trauma.
0: Sad Aww.
2: boy. Sad boy.
0: Yeah. So I guess we'll find that out someday. <laughs>
2: someday. Maybe next time. But yeah, interrupts and is like, look. And then Murtagh looks and says, demons above and below. And was like, excuse me? Uh, this again? <laughs> like that phrasing? Like what? Yeah. Is that from so,
0: this So again, it, there's a heaven and a hell. <laughs> there's a heaven and a hell.
2: There are demons.
0: Even <sighs> though
2: they don't even, I guess demons just means
0: enemies. Yeah, I guess demons could be like material plane a belief that you can be like possessed by a demon maybe i don't know yeah. it still implies there's a superstition or a religion around it <laughs> sure <does. Huh>. uh. <laughs> uh it's fine it's fine there's gonna be an offhand line one day that's just like aragon prayed that blah 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 and it'll be like to whomst <laughs> to whom star we, we pray <laughs> yeah god Duh. god obviously anyway uh the demons are urgles
2: of course showing it's up. always urgles these urgles show up they show up at the end of chapters so much like so if much- ergon's not falling asleep there's urgles there and sometimes <laughs> both
0: <laughs> yeah sometimes the urgles make him fall asleep yeah. you know I mean. <laughs> <laughs> just knock him out yeah so they gotta run again gotta run again great I think this is going to be the thing that is when we talked about Murtag is going to be forced into yeah. having to be with the Varden. It's 100% going to be like, okay, you have to choose either the Urgles or the Varden.
2: Yeah. yeah. His last yeah. line is in the chapter is, when we near the Varden, I will leave. And it's like,
0: uh, Will you? Hmm, I, I don't know doubt about that. It.
2: So I thought he would have been forced to meet the Varden way sooner, honestly, but. Yeah, me too. Maybe next
0: time. Maybe next time. Maybe. Speaking of. Oh, let's guess what the next two chapters will hold. So the next two chapters are called A Clash of Wills and Flight Through the Valley. Oh, Uh, are they going to have to fight the Urgles? Flight. Sorry, Flight Through the... No, I meant with the Clash of
1: Wills. The Flight of Valley makes sense. They're going to fly on Sephira to get to the Varden, I'm assuming. Yeah,
0: I also assume.
1: But the clash
0: of wills confuses me. I'm assuming it's Murtag and Aragorn having another fight.
1: That's also where I
0: was going. I was like, hey,
1: they're going to have a fight. And this is going to be like, I feel like it's going to be a very short chapter.
2: Yeah, Yeah. it does have that vibe about it, doesn't it?
1: Yeah,
0: I feel like what's going to happen is that there's going to be like a way to get away from the Urgles, But it doesn't take them towards the Varden. Yeah. And oh. they were going to fight over it, and Murtag maybe leaves. I respect yeah. that. Yeah. And then flight that. through the valley is they fly, like Aragon and the elf fly on Sephira. Yeah. I, I that buy that. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, and then we never see Murtag again. And, and that's then Murtag the dies, and that's the end.
2: <laughs> he shows up in the fourth book and is like, hey, what happened while I was gone? What's <laughs> up? And Aragorn's like, oh, I'm the king now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Whoa, spoilers. <laughs> yeah,
0: probably that. Probably that. We got it. We yeah. Got it. For sure got it in For one. For sure got it in one. Or a few. Tries. A few. Yeah, but, uh, well, otherwise, let's talk about what else we're reading. Once again it's been like two days (laughs) since we recorded so I the only I started reading The Charm Offensive and it's really cute and I'm just like midway through it I enjoyed that one the only thing I know about reality television is the handful of episodes (laughs) I have watched because of Sam (laughs) but as far as I can tell (laughs) it's good on that theme nice yeah, it's I'm really so cute. Glad i like to it. have opened you to reality TV. I will continue never watching it on I my know. own. I know. <laughs> it's fine. But now I have opinions about it.
1: Now you at least, like you said, I can, I've helped
0: you be able to converse yeah. on topics you never would have been able to before at parties. I have never watched like two consecutive episodes of any of them. But it turns out that doesn't really matter. No.
1: <laughs> no. It doesn't. Anyway,
0: Anyways. what are you reading, Sam? I have
1: spent all weekend diving, so I the only thing I have to update everyone on is I read the third Bridgerton book on nice. Friday while I was at the microscope. And uh, not the third. Oh, yeah, the third. Yeah, sorry. Benedict's. I was like, wait. Anyways, there's a lot of them in the whole Bridgerton <laughs> series. <laughs> and it was fine. Uh, show Benedict would never... Pull the BS that book Benedict did. <laughs> but
0: we'll wow. forgive it
1: because at least he acknowledged how he uh effed up. But yeah. Damn. That's all I've read. Wow. What about you,
2: Hannah? I have started a new physical book and a new audiobook since our last recording.
0: Ooh. Nice. The
2: physical book is called Dragons: The Myths, Legends, and Lore. Oh my god. That right? sounds good. It's pretty fun so far. It feels like I'm in, like, reading a book in a fantasy book, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, you picked up a book in Skyrim and you're reading the lore. Oh, Yeah. I yeah.
2: I was thinking, like, Leaf in his Belt of Del Toro book that he keeps in his right. pocket, which is a reference that everybody can relate to.
0: I mean, at <laughs> least two-thirds of this podcast. Two-thirds can... of this
2: podcast, which is representative <laughs> of the population as a whole. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> And then I started listening to 22 Murders by Paul Polango, which is about the Portapique massacre in Nova Scotia in 2020. Cool. So that's Depressing. Uh, pretty close to yeah. my life. And yep. it's just basically about like what happened, how it happened, and how it shouldn't have happened. So wow. it's, it's very well done. And the narrator is really good recommend that one if you want to know about the worst post-confederation massacre in Canadian history but uh, Mm. if you don't maybe don't read it I don't know if (laughs) I want to (laughs) on a completely opposite tone note this episode comes out in August and guys I am so excited for our August book club book when this episode comes out we're going to be reading Husband Material by Alexis Hall Yes! yes! so stoked
0: i'm so excited (laughs) oh man it's gonna be so good i forgot we gave this gift to ourselves i (laughs) did did too it's a
2: great gift (laughs) it is a good gift so on that note if you liked this chapter of midlight crisis consider rating and reviewing us on spotify or your podcatcher of choice you can talk to us and find fun related content on social media we are at midlight pod on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok and all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website midlightpod.podbean.com and on YouTube.
1: And as Mertag, expressing similar feelings to us as we record in advance for the summer. (laughs) I've had enough of this forced march. (laughs) I am so sorry because this forced march is my fault. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. I, I did not think things through.